Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before. We're hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doingourpart. One. Yeah, I know. It's tough to keep your chin up, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that Jimmy Kimmel joke that we played yeah. on the show in which the audience, people in America have no concept the difference between their taxes going up or down or their refund going up or down is just disheartening. I mean, I, I, democracy won't work. No, no, it's doomed. It's doomed. Sooner you accept that, the sooner you can have a happy life. Well, let's prolong your suffering for just a moment or two by trying to make a little sense of the world with Lon He Chen. He is uh, David and Diane Steffi, research fellow at the Hoover Institution, director of domestic policy studies at Stanford, and, ladies and gentlemen, a host of the podcast Crossing Lines with Lon He Chen. We'll have a link so you can find that easily. I have a feeling that's really, really good. Lon He, how are you, sir? Hey guys, good morning. Happy uh, happy rainy Wednesday. Happy twenty two trillion dollar budget b- debt day <laughs> as well. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, listen, why don't we start with how about how about four words? Okay. Green New Deal, go. <laughs> oh, how long do we have? <laughs> Where would you like to start? I- you know, I the, here's the thing. I tell people that they should just go and read the Green New Deal because there's all this uh, angst on the left. Oh, it's being mischaracterized. The, the conservatives are out 
to demonize this thing. So, you know, I just went and, and they said, go and read it. So I did that. I went and read it. And what I discovered apparently is that we should not be flying from Hawaii to California anymore. We should all get in boats. <laughs> and, and by the way, those boats can't give off, you know, can't have any carbon footprint. So I'm talking about canoes. So we have to canoe our way from Honolulu to San Francisco now. That is the vision of the Green New Deal, because they don't want to have any airplanes anymore. And by the way, they don't want to have any cars, any, any regular gas-consuming uh, cars. So everyone needs to have an electric vehicle. And oh, by the way, as if that weren't enough, we need Medicare for all, too. Well, here's here's so, what here's what we're trying to figure out, and you're the perfect person to understand it, because you've been in campaigns, you understand the politics of it all. Is this similar to Trump saying, I'm going to build a 30-foot wall and Mexico's going to pay for it? I mean, just an over-the-top outlandish promise to, to show everybody I care about this issue, knowing that it, it will fall short of that. Is that what uh, AOC and others have done with the Green no De- New Deal? Is that the politics of it? Because nobody... I don't, or do it's they an actually, absurdity. Or they don't actually believe they're going to pull this stuff off. I think there's some percentage of them who do, actually. I think I think AOC and a few of her counterparts in the far-left progressive wing of the Democratic Party actually think they have a shot at, at a good chunk of this. But, but for other Democrats, I mean, here's the thing about this. This has been embraced not just by the far-left. There is a tendency among some in the mainstream media in particular to say, this is actually not representative of the mainstream Democratic Party. Well, why is it then that pretty much every declared candidate for the presidency from the Democratic Party supports the Green New Deal? Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren, uh, Susan Gillibrand. Why is it that they're all co-sponsoring this thing? So clearly it's got some traction. Clearly some of them believe it. But even if it's just a messaging tool, I think it's a very dangerous messaging tool because it allows us then to normalize some of this, to normalize socialism. And I just don't think we should do that. Yeah, the uh, the green parts of it are utterly fanciful. And I'm, I'm a guy, if we could eliminate uh, fossil fuels in the internal combustion engine tomorrow, I'd be in favor of it. Why the hell wouldn't I be? I mean, let's, let's uh, cut down pollution as much as we can. But it's utterly unrealistic. I mean, wildly unrealistic. The social reordering stuff of it is absolutely terrifying as it forcefully advocates... Uh, near complete control of the economy, near complete confiscation of, of uh, revenue and redistribution of it. It's communism. Well, house, wages, health care, education for everyone. Right. Yeah, and, and I mean, job guarantees, uh, you know, very, very strong support for unions in there, by the way, which, you know, I, it's probably a controversial topic, and there's nothing wrong with unions per se. It's just they're talking about making every workplace unionized. And, and some of this stuff, the reason why people have a difficult time with this is because, on the one hand, if the goal is to address climate change, then there are a set of policies that that suggests, and you understand why they want to promote, for example, alternative forms of energy. They want to get rid of nuclear. They want to get rid of coal. Okay, you can understand that, at least on space. But then there's this total almost non sequitur where they're talking about, as I said, health care for all, housing for everybody, job guarantees family and medical leave, paid vacations, full retirement security. And, and, you know, again, I think the challenge here is some of this actually sounds good to people. I think they sort of listen to that right. and say, yeah, it's actually not a bad idea. And I think that's the siren song of, of socialism, quite frankly. Lonnie Chen is the director of domestic policy studies at Stanford. His podcast is Crossing Lines with Lonnie Chen. How do you like um, McConnell's idea of putting it up for a vote to get everybody to, to on the record voting for it? I, I think it's genius 
you know, Mitch McConnell is whatever people think of him. He's a great tactician and he understands the politics of this and forcing Democrats to go on the record with where they, I mean, we know where all the Republicans are. They're not going to get a single Republican vote. That's for sure. But, but looking and saying, where do you stand? Are you really in favor of this? And, and they, it's, it's a text. It's a legislative text. It's not a binding statute or law in the same way that Dodd-Frank or Obamacare was. This is a little different. This is a sense of the Congress resolution. But it's going to force people to take a position on it. And I think that's actually really smart because then you can't have Cory Booker weaseling out and saying, oh, no, no actually, I, was, I wasn't really for it. I, you know, I just said I was for it, but I, but I didn't mean it. Did you say it was normalizing communism or normalizing socialism? Socialism. Socialism. How do you it, define socialism since you, since you teach this sort of stuff? Well, it, it, I think you guys alluded to it. It's, first of all, it's confiscatory and redistributive. It's the notion of taking wealth and redistributing it to equalize the distribution of wealth in a forcible manner via government and coercive control. It's about the government centrally planning redistribution. And, and, and beyond that, there, there are also elements of socialist policy in the form of, uh, of central economic command. So when you have sort of a, a, a central strategy that government puts together to dictate how certain parts of the economy behave, that is socialist as well. So it, it, there are many different dimensions to this, and obviously we can get into what the implications of it are. But fundamentally, it's about where the locus of control is. Is it with the people or is it with the government? Mm, that's good. Having sat through thousands of hours of this in college, is this going to be on the test? <laughs> <laughs> so so listen, uh, we are privileged to have people listening to the Armstrong and Getty show all over the country. And, um, and, and I frequently point out that the reason you want to pay attention to Cal Unicornia, the, the golden state, um, is that it is the, the leader, the, certainly the leader in America, of utterly unrealistic unicorn-riding fantasy government. I mean, for instance, they're pushing again to have children be allowed to vote in California, teenagers, because you can get teenagers to fall for virtually anything that makes them feel good and sounds good. You need to raise the voting age to 30. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what I'm in favor of. And also... You get a scheme going like the bullet train, um, mm. which, you know, just the brief outlines uh, passed by an ill-advised uh, ballot measure. They said it would be $39 billion. If it were ever built, if it were ever completed 40 years from now, it would be two $300 billion. And I'll go to my grave saying that. And nobody would write it. And, and, and nobody would still want it. Um, but the changing of one governor to another... One man said, no, this is a bad idea. And after all of us, all of the citizens, all of the activists, uh, all of the court cases, all of our efforts to kill it, just a new governor says, no, it's off. And now it's off. What does that say about government in America, Lon? It scares the hell out of me. Well, this is a, a big challenge we have is that we see this listing from side to side depending on who's in power. And, and by the way, there are some now who say, look, Donald Trump ought to use executive action to get all these things done. I completely disagree with that because th this notion that what was good for the previous party is now good for us because we have the reins of power sets a horrible precedent. And, and it creates this, this policy change that goes from administration to administration and we're talking about big, major projects. I mean, your point about the choo-choo train, about high-speed rail. I mean, this is a massive piece of government spending. And, and to be able to sort of just shut it off 
on a dime, given a change in administration, while I'm glad that they're shutting it off. Oh, heck yeah. I think suggests. I think it suggests just just a we're in a horrible place when it comes to policymaking. We don't believe in checks and balances. We don't believe in the proper roles of a legislature and a governor or a Congress and a president anymore. We want instantaneous change. We want someone to snap their fingers and make something happen. And and indeed, that's the system of policymaking we have. So, I'm you know, look, this train needs to go. The Merced and Bakersfield, California, are perfectly wonderful communities, but but those are the two terminal points of this train at this point in time. And and it's it's a ridiculous thing, and I'm glad it's going. Those of you who are into podcasts and the internet, inner, what do they call it? The intellectual dark net or whatever it's called. Dark web, yeah. You've got to check out Crossing Lines with Lon He Chen, his podcast. Uh, just just before we let you go, I do have one more question on the Green New Deal. Is this a blip, one of those stories that's just a blip week long, or is this a, a big one? This seems like this is a big one to me. I think it's a big one. I think it also depends on where the dialogue goes. You know, if, if people on the left don't keep talking about it, then, then people on the right will certainly keep talking about it. But it's, it won't have the same level of energy. Gotcha. My sense is that this is just where the energy is with the progressive left. The Green New Deal is their, uh, is their mantra, and they're going to talk about it. So it will be uh, will be part of the conversation going forward. Well, and, and part of that, that conversation in our chat about socialism, I was going to ask, has there ever been any country – that on its uh, that has had its momentum toward more collectivism go in the other direction realize hey we've gone too far this isn't working we need more free markets we need less infantilizing our citizens citizens by taking care of their every need we need to go back uh, uh, along the road we came from well i'll give you one example china uh you know for many many years obviously you had a a, a maoist socialist communist society and look it's still a communist country don't get me wrong but in the 1980s there was a leader named Deng Xiaoping who came along and opened up China and decided that what they needed was more markets free enterprise and the influence of the West and and sure enough what happened to China's economy it took off like a rocket ship you had massive increases in standards of living massive increases in economic growth and prosperity and and you had the creation of a middle class and I think the people, the thing that people are scared about in China now is the reversal of that, the turn back toward a Maoist state, a socialist, uh, a fundamentally socialist system. So China is a great example of what happens when you introduce capitalist elements and capitalist uh, strictures into what had been a socialist society. You, you see economic growth and prosperity. Yeah, and generally when you're like Venezuela will soon, <laughs> and some of the Scandinavian countries in a more peaceful way have decided a lot of their schemes haven't worked and... They've re-embraced uh, more liberty, but uh, we'll see. Lon Hee Chen is the host of the podcast Crossing Lines with Lon Hee Chen, Director of Domestic Policy Studies uh, at Stanford University and a uh, research fellow at the Hoover Institution. Lon Hee, always enlightening. Thanks a million. Hey, thanks, guys. Good to talk. Check out his podcast, Crossing Lines with Lon Hee Chen. We want him to see the love and uh, and like coming on the show because we really like him. Don't say that out loud. It makes us sound needy. Yeah, well, we are needy. You're needy. Need good guests. I'm strong and independent. I really like good guests better than the crappy guests. I'll name who the crappy guests are coming up. Oh! Um, (laughs) Oh, boy. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before. We're hospital grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the metro. No mask, no metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. 
Find out more at wmata.com slash doing our part. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at AvalonWaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 